Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farrakh. I'm so grateful to God that He inspired Paul by the Holy Spirit to pen these letters. I'm so grateful that God inspired David to pen these psalms. And I know it might sound like a firm grasp of the obvious, but wouldn't you agree that glorious things come out of difficult times? I mean, were it not for the difficult times in the lives of God's people, there would not be those grand and glorious things that come out of those difficult times. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Philippians. You may have had a hard time understanding why God allows hardship in your life. This is a common struggle. Shouldn't He protect and shelter you if He loves you? As Pastor J.D. explains in today's message, it's often in the midst of those trials that you will experience the love and peace of God in a way that you never thought you could. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Philippians chapter 1 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. How can you rejoice when you're in this situation? Why is there no hint of Paul saying, pray for my release? No, there's a reason. And it goes to that word, no. And that's what James says. You need to finish the rest of the verse, right? Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter trials of various kinds, knowing what God is producing, knowing where God is going with the trial that you're in. God has a purpose for it. I was uh, talking to somebody after first service, and they were sharing, I just really appreciated this, and I bore witness with it. She said something to the effect of, man, if I, you know, she shared this praise report, just God just really parted the Red Sea in a very difficult situation that she was in, starting back in June. And we were praying for her. In fact, at one of our prayer meetings, we prayed and just really petitioned the throne on her behalf. And, and God just, as only he can, did it. And she's just praising God and rejoicing. And she made this comment, and it struck me. She said, I wish I was rejoicing while I was still in it. I was like, oh man. I, I've actually prayed and asked the Lord to forgive me for kicking, fighting, screaming, and you know, all the way through the trial. Oh, if only I had but just been joyful and rejoiced in the midst of this trial, knowing what God was going to do would have, well, I would have saved some money on Tums. <laughs> would have probably got more sleep. So the answer to the question before us of how is this even possible? How is it possible to rejoice in the midst of such difficult and even confusing circumstances? It's knowing what God is going to bring out of those difficult circumstances. It's possible. In spite of the circumstances, really in light of the circumstances, I would submit that 
This is one of the main reasons we even have the book of Philippians in our Bibles. Did you know that Philippians is one of only four books that are what we call prison epistles, meaning that Paul wrote them while he was imprisoned? Ephesians was the first one. We just finished that book in our trek through the Bible, book by book and chapter by chapter and verse by verse. Philippians is the second one where we're at now. The next one's Colossians. That's the book we're going to go through once we're finished with Philippians. And then the book of Philemon. All four of these letters were written while Paul was in prison. Now, why do I point that out? Because, think about this. Were it not for Paul being in prison, it's unlikely that we would have these letters. I think about on Thursday nights, we're going through the Old Testament, we're in the book of Psalms, we're going chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And I think about David. And were it not for David's difficult circumstances, I mean life and death circumstances, we would not have most of the Psalms. And if we don't have most of the Psalms or Paul's letters, then we don't have the encouragement and the comfort that they can bring to us all of these generations later. I think about just with the Psalms. I I can't imagine, I hope this doesn't sound too melodramatic, but I can't imagine my life were it not for the Psalms, especially those really difficult times in my life, where those Psalms were and still are. And I mean, we're just so blessed studying through the book of Psalms on Thursday nights. Like a soothing balm to a troubled heart. But it came out of David's life and death situations and circumstances. Running from Saul for his life because Saul wanted to take his life. That's where those Psalms were birthed. And so too, this is where these letters were birthed. I'm so grateful to God that He inspired Paul by the Holy Spirit to pen these letters. I'm so grateful that God inspired David to pen these Psalms. And I know it might sound like a firm grasp of the obvious, but wouldn't you agree that glorious things come out of difficult times? I mean, were it not for the difficult times in the lives of God's people, there would not be those grand and glorious things that come out of those difficult times. When I look back on my life, my Christian life over the years, I mean, almost without exception, the greatest things that God did in my life came out of the hardest times in my life. I'm learning. I wish I could say that I've come to the place in my life where I can honestly stand before you and say, I welcome it now because I know what God's doing. (laughs) If you think that's true, I'll give you my wife's email address. She'll set you straight right away. All the good that came out of this difficulty this situation that Paul was in, as much as it made no sense, as difficult as it was, as confusing as it was. But 
This is exactly what happened with the Philippians who, because of Paul's imprisonment, were encouraged, even fearlessly emboldened. I don't know if you caught it. It struck me where Paul says that some of the brothers and sisters are now daring all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. You know what that tells me? That tells me that they were fearful prior. And here's Paul in prison, and the boldness of Paul. What came out of that? The result of that? The purpose for that? Was that now these Philippian Christians are emboldened, encouraged, fearless, instead of fearful. Notice in verse 12 where Paul tells them that all that's happened has actually served to advance the gospel. And then in verse 13 he says, it's becoming clear throughout the whole palace guard that he's in prison for Jesus Christ. Then in verse 14 he says that out of all this, most of the Christians have become more confident in sharing Christ. It gets better in verses 15 through 18. Paul says, basically, in spite of his name being dragged through the mud, Christ is preached. And that's why he is rejoicing and will continue to rejoice. But in verse 19, he says something very interesting. He says that he knows, there's that word again, knows, through their prayers and God's provision vis-a-vis the Holy Spirit, that all that's happened will turn out for his deliverance and the gospel's furtherance. Notice he doesn't say, I'm hoping that it does. I'm praying that it does. I'm believing that it does. No, he says, I know. I know it will. It has to. That's who God is. That's how good God is. All of this came out of this difficult and even confusing set of circumstances. Early this morning when I got up, I went over this again and I, it was one of those, you know, times preparing and studying that I I sensed that maybe there was something more that I just really needed to kind of drill down into. And so I decided to create a list of everything that came as a result of Paul's difficult circumstances that are here in our text, in verses 12 through 19. I found seven. You might find more. But I just want to go through these very quickly. Number one, it advanced the gospel. you got to know that's near and dear to the apostle Paul's heart. You know how he felt about the gospel his whole life was for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this advanced the gospel. And and it's almost like he's saying to the Philippians, okay, you guys, I know this doesn't make sense, but this is why God's not freeing me from prison this time. It's becoming very clear why I'm still here. The gospel is being advanced. And number two, those in the palace guard, they're getting saved. That's the purpose for my being in prison. I'm here for Jesus Christ. I'm in chains for Christ. And number three, and I know this was very dear to Paul's heart, because I know how much Paul loved the Christians in these churches. He talks about 
crying for three years in the book of Acts, it's recorded. Day and night, he would weep for them because he knew that there would be those that would come in and not spare the flock, wolves in sheep's clothing. To the Thessalonians, he writes that his care for them can be compared to a mother nursing her infant. He cared that much. I I think we talked about this last week. I should say I talked about this last week. And I confessed this last week that I I don't know if I can say that. Do Do I care that much? That's how much he he loved them. So I know that what came out of this when the Christians were emboldened and confident to fearlessly proclaim the gospel, that alone, I would suggest, would have been worth it all for Paul, if that alone had come out of his imprisonment. Number four. Those stirring up trouble for Paul were actually preaching Christ. Number five, Paul rejoicing was contagious. And I use that word for a reason. Because joy is contagious, isn't it? You know how it is when you're talking with a Christian, and I mean, they just, sometimes it can be irritating, let's be honest, but when you're talking to a Christian who has genuine joy, even in the midst of their difficult circumstances, does that not encourage you? Is that not contagious for you? Don't you too also have joy as a result? Number six, and this is a biggie, what came out of this was that it encouraged the church to pray more, and specifically as it relates to the Holy Spirit. This is maybe, again, another firm grasp of the obvious, but is it not in difficult circumstances that we pray? And conversely, when things are going good, we don't pray as much, if at all. Do not difficult circumstances, hard times, drive us to our knees? And then number seven, Paul knew, knew, He would eventually be delivered, and as such, the kingdom of God would be furthered. This all came out of that. This all came out of that. I think it would be safe to conclude that this was indeed the very purpose that God intended by allowing Paul to remain incarcerated. Would you agree with that? I mean, this ultimately served God's purpose. And he brought good out of bad, as only he can. And doesn't knowing this help explain the reason that God may be allowing that difficulty in your life? Could it be that he's going to bring about good through your life, with the difficulty in your life? As one so aptly said it, God is more concerned with his call upon your life than he is the circumstances in your life. Let me hasten to say that this in no way means that God doesn't care about your circumstances. Nothing could be further from the truth. He cares about your circumstances, but he cares more about what he's working out of 
your difficult circumstances. That's the purpose of them. And is this not that famous verse that we just absolutely love to quote? Romans 8, 28. You see verse 29 up there on the screen, right? We'll talk about verse 29 in a moment. Because we, we don't, in fact, we, we don't even actually quote all of verse 28 to say nothing of verse 29. So we'll quote, we, we know, there's that word again, we know that God works all things together for the good to them that love Him. And someone might go further and say, and those called according to His purpose. Ooh, what? Those, those sound like preconditions. They are. And there's two of them. And the first one is, this is only applicable for those who love God, those who love the Lord. And secondly, perhaps more importantly, and certainly in the context of what we're looking at today, it's only applicable to those who have been called according to His purpose. Now, if you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, I kind of need to know what is His purpose. Enter verse 29. (laughs) For those God foreknew, this is the purpose, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. That's it. What's it? Listen, Pastor, I I didn't have as much coffee as I usually have, so I kind of missed that. Can you uh, explain? Yeah, I'll explain it. The purpose of that difficulty that you're in is to make you more like Jesus. That's the purpose. To make you more like Jesus, that you, that I might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. That's the whole purpose. And by the way, it's a, (laughs) it's a potter and clay thing. Because see, the potter takes the clay, and by the way, you and I are the clay, he's the potter. And he starts shaping, fashioning, making, molding. It's brutal. Takes that clay, puts it on the potter's wheel, sticks his hand in there, gets all the gook out of it. And then that wheel starts spinning. That's those times when your life is spinning out of control. God, what are you doing? Oh, I'm making you more like Jesus. That's what I'm doing. God, I don't understand. I know what I'm doing. And then he takes you off that potter's wheel and he puts you in the furnace. Think about what Isaiah says. He has chosen the furnace of affliction to refine you. I don't want to be refined in the furnace of affliction. Thank you very much. I can think of other ways to be refined. Not in the furnace. Sounds very hot in there. It is. I remember in school they they, they called it very appropriately the kiln. (laughs) That's it. Perfect. There's a reason why it's called the kiln. You're killing me, God. You're killing me. Yeah, actually I am. You have to die to self. Pick up your cross. Follow Jesus. Be more like Jesus. That's the purpose. I want to close with a two-part question. 
And think this through with me and consider this with me, especially if you're here today and you're going through a really difficult trial. Here's the first part. What grand and glorious plan is God working for good in and through what you're going through? Just think about that for a second. There's a purpose for it. He'll get you through it. So what is he going to do? And this isn't the second part, but I'll, I'll just insert this. Do you know, know that he will do it? Do you really know that he's going to do it? Here's the second part to that question. It's a little bit more... Um, Well, it depends. (laughs) But here it is. Is there someone in your life that God wants to reach in and through your life? Have you ever been in a situation where you just have this sense that it's not just for you, but it's for somebody else? Because people are watching us, right? We're living epistles. We're living letters and people are reading the letter of our Christian lives. And you know what the two questions they're asking are, right? The first one they're asking is, is it real? That's what they want to know. Are you and I the real deal? And they want you to be real. They've seen enough hypocrisy. They want you to be the real deal. And here's the second question they're asking when they read the letters of our Christian lives. Does it work? And make no mistake about it, they want it to work. Because if it's working in your life and it's real in your life, then it's going to be real in their life and it's going to work in their life too. I guess in some ways I'm suggesting that God will allow a difficult trial in your life. And I mean, it's a real head scratcher, like, God, what is up with this? And it's almost like God is saying, you know what? It's not so much for you, it's for them, because they're watching you. I, Paul didn't need to be imprisoned again. Let's, let's be, you know, frank, right? He said, I mean, this is, he has, you know, like reserved seating in these dungeons of a prison. He probably has his name on those shackles that he's, you know, bound to and chained with. I mean, this is not his first rodeo, as it were. I get the impression that he's there chiefly for the Philippian Christians. Because look what it brought about. Look what God did. Look at the good that God worked this for. Thanks for tuning in today to In Spirit and Truth. Join us next time to continue studying the Apostle Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, along with Pastor J.D. You'll learn how modeling your life after Jesus will change how you interact with people around you and why it's important to show the world the love and grace of Christ. As His light shines through you, people will begin to wonder why, and it just might lead to conversations that can change a life forever. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor J.D. Farag, you'll be able to find them on our website 
at inspiritandtruthradio.com. We'd love to connect with you too, so come be part of our social media community. Follow the links on our website to our Facebook or Twitter pages where you can add your thoughts to the conversations while filling your news feed with encouragement and useful information. If you're in the area, you're invited to come join us in person at Calvary Chapel Caniohe for our weekly worship services. We get together every Sunday at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. or come by on Thursday at 7 p.m. for an in-depth time of Bible study. Directions can be found on our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. If you can't join us in person, we hope you'll find a local church community soon that you can call home. Having a supportive and biblically-based church family is an incredible asset in your faith experience, as well as a place where you can be a blessing to others. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks again for joining us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth. Holy me true to you.